1: To another episode of Pick and Winners. This is now, I believe, Week Nine, and Smalls. We are hot. We're, I mean, we're really picking it up. I, we we had a bad start. Daddy Vegas came in with some terrible tips, but it's early Thursday morning. I got a cup of coffee. I feel like Dan Patrick over here minus minus the beats. But Smalls, how are you today?
2: I'm good. Uh, I believe the word you're searching for is in fuego. Uh, that's there what it got. is, you know, small, small still like a three and two guy, but you know, consistency, someone's got to be pretty consistent. Uh, and I just think we're getting started. I, my, my whole philosophy on this situation is if you're a listener, you just bet everything all week and you take one 15 game parlay if you can, because one of these weeks we're going to be 15 and oh. And everything—it's going to be like winning the Mega Millions. That—that's really all I can say.
1: Yeah, we had a chance. Bart uh, was four and one going into the Giants. Or sorry, Bart was four and zero going into the Giants Falcons on Monday night. And any time you need to rely on Eli Manning to score over fifty-four points, you can't feel great about it. But we were so—I mean, we were so hot this weekend that we were feeling really good. And, and Bart, why don't you let us know? Kind of what happened with that and then the recap of the last week.
0: Alright, last week as a group we went 10 and 5. Tyler went 3 and 2. His two losses Memphis, Missouri under 74.5. That game got to like 100. It never had a shot. USF minus. It, got to, ni- it USF got to
1: 98.
0: 98. 98, I'm sorry. <laughs> you only missed that one by 24, my bad. And USF minus 34. Tyler kind of called this one uconn sucks but usf is not good enough to cover the 34
1: 38 30 and- final in that one which was disappointing
0: mm, smalls goes three and two as well buffalo just his winner of the week they're on by this week so i'm not sure what smalls is going to pick temple wins outright at home against ranked cincinnati and they are also on by so that's another game smalls cannot pick this week
1: they can't they can't win outright they were favorites they were three-point faves.
2: Yeah, they were three-point favorites.
0: Three and, were, they, they were three and a half. They they were three-and-a-half-point
2: favorites,
1: but they won by seven in overtime. They scored a touchdown with like 49 seconds left to, sh- to send it to overtime. Yeah, points. that was a bad beat. It was a bad beat.
0: <laughs> and then my one loss is going to be the, the Falcons-Giants over where I woke up and that over had fallen on Monday and I just hated the game immediately, but it's a little bit too late for that. But how lucky... How lucky do Tyler get with UCF minus 21.5 and Smalls get on that Monday night cover?
1: The Monday night cover, very lucky. UCF, we argued we argued about this via text. They, they had a, yeah, okay, so East Carolina and their amazing offense are driving down the field with 10 minutes to go in the fourth. They're on the one-yard line, and their quarterback, whose name I don't know and I don't intend to learn.
0: ECU, not UCF. A,
1: what did I say? Oh, ECU. Yeah, sorry. So ECU drives it down. They're on. They're on UCF's one yard line, and ECU's quarterback uh, throws a jump pass, gets sacked, fumble, ninety-five yard touchdown return. We never look back. Still needed a seventy-five yard touchdown run on uh, with about six minutes to go. But there were ten minutes left in that game, so we can't say that it was. Not to mention that all of this
0: is a cover where nobody knows that UCF's quarterback Mackenzie Melton's. Is- not going to play because of an ankle injury, and Tyler's never giving this pick. If anyone knows about a backup quarterback starting this game,
1: yeah, uh, that was a, that was very fortunate. That was very fortunate. I, I, we'll talk about Alabama in a second, but I really want credit for Oklahoma. Like they just beat the piss out of TCU. Was never close. We were covering that in the first half, but anyway. So, yeah,
0: so their quarterback's out the rest of the year now too.
1: So Smalls. Giants, Monday night.
2: Yeah. You were lucky or no? In a little bit of a way, I think I almost got – it was almost a bad beat because uh, Eli Manning decided to sneak the ball twice and then I don't know what kind of clock management or what goes on in Eli's head there. But uh, he almost really really destroyed me because I was like, oh, one-yard line, we got 50 seconds left. we just run it in or we'll throw it a couple
0: times. still needed the two because this – Moron Shermer went for two the last time.
2: Yeah, so Shermer, he made me sweat it out. Like, Sherm daddy, like no doubt, made me sweat it out. And uh, we got it done, though. Eli got it done. Odell got it done. I mean, he, it, more of a bad beat was my fantasy loss because I was playing against Saquon oh, Barkley. Sure. No yeah, one. actually, actually, no one, everyone does care because when you're playing against Saquon Barkley and you're up 24 points and he gets 25 no good and uh, i i hate playing with tyler but literally nobody cares i made a deal with the devil with temple that's what happened like bad beat on temple the giants came back it had to equal the world world out
1: what is uh what's the buffalo line on their bye week smalls because their coach is definitely enough of a football guy that like in the in the locker room it's like it's like buffalo plus nine because bye yeah
2: oh totally agree they're the underdog this week um the line definitely it probably came out at ten and a half, and football guy, you know their whole organization was like, we gotta get that line down to prove something. Uh, so the line's down to seven and a half, and I think they're ready to go. and if you don't think I'm picking Buffalo this week on the bye week, you got another thing coming
1: it's a it's a trap game according to delvin Cook. Uh, real quick before we go before we go into one thing, Bart and I in Tennessee this weekend watched the Alabama show in person. Bart, very good seats in the first half, then we switched, so we allowed my brother to sit down low at uh, Nealon. but Bart, two a tag live, more impressive than on TV, right?
0: Yeah, because if I'm sitting at home, I am not making it through that entire game, but in person, we we got into the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, he made two throws that were just, his first touchdown throw was actually right in front of where those guys were sitting, and It looked like there was no space and he fit it into a really tight window. And then he had a a big one, like a 60-yarder, where Bart and I were sitting next to each other. And I believe we both thought it was going to be intercepted. And somehow it got there. We won't talk about this a ton because I'm sure we'll talk about it on next week's show. But Bama minus 14 in Death Valley next Saturday night. And based on what we've seen, it might be too low. I mean, their offense, at, at one point in the first half, Tennessee had minus 22 total yards and Alabama had like... 250 it was 28 nothing and it was just like that it just happened so quickly they're so efficient they make no mistakes I mean real just do you guys think LSU is you think they that's that line is high do you think LSU is going to stop them I mean wh- what are your thoughts on this before we dive into some NFL
0: I don't know how you can bet on LSU in that game
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. It's- yeah, I'm I'm
2: with you. I just I'm not taking LSU there. Let I I don't see it. I can't see it. I would never Maybe bring when myself that gets to up do to it. like
0: 17 and a half in a week or something crazy, but even then, I don't know what I don't know what number they can give you where you're just going to go give me LSU. 26. What-
1: Which is so crazy. I don't know that we've seen something like this on the eye test in a while because I do think I was listening to a podcast like last week or two weeks ago after the Georgia LSU game and somebody said like, if, if they had told you the spread was like LSU minus 19 or something, how much money would you have bet on Georgia? And like, obviously you'd bet a ton because that's way out of whack. But like with this one, I mean, if it's Alabama minus 21, I'm like, I still don't know. I mean, it feels like they could win the game 45 to three it's just it's it's just crazy how talented and how fast they are they just have we never knew which one of their running backs was in because they got 17 of them and it's like it's just they're they're ridiculously good so that over was good i believe on a safety with uh at 1450 to go in the third quarter so we felt pretty good about that one uh, moving on to the NFL you guys are basically NFL experts I elected to smoke ribs this weekend and only passingly watch the NFL so Uh, We're going to do this a little differently. I'm going to kind of take a step back on this, and we're going to let Smalls and Bart yell at each other for a little while, which I think people really enjoy. So, guys, the NFL playoff picture, we're, we're entering into week eight, which means we're right about at the halfway mark, and there are probably five teams that we agree are making the playoffs, but we'll start in the NFC, and I'll start with you, Smalls. It looks like the Rams and Saints are likely in, but as of right now, who are your six playoff teams in the NFC? Who are your division winners, and then who's who's winning the wild card
2: and why? As you said, like the Rams and Saints have really set the tone, uh, and they're going to be in regardless. They're probably going to be playing each other in the NFC Championship. I think you know the NFC is an interesting dog right now. I mean, I got to take my Eagles number one. Uh, I think the Eagles.
1: They're winning Yes, the NFC East.
2: That, they're, gonna, they're going to win the NFC East, and I get. What are, the Reds- they
0: gonna, are they going
2: to get in there at like seven? And so nine? the Redskins are have six of their final nine games. Is that is that right, Bart? I could be wrong. That are on the road. Um, you know they're going to play the Eagles twice. Those are going to be two wins for the Birds. I just think the Eagles are going to go six and out on the division. They're going to take care of the division. They're going to be ten and six. And everything's going to be right on the ship. Yeah, they lost Dar- uh, Barnett. They've got some injuries here and there, but they're going to pull together Super Bowl champs. They're going to make the playoffs and they're going to win their Maybe first game. Just not that now, would good that small. be. Maybe they were a little lucky. Nah, it's pos- that's- it, it, it is possible, but it is a really weak division. I do believe the division is wide open. So I wouldn't be. I will say this I w- wouldn't be surprised if the Redskins did make it.
1: Now, for, real, real quick. Real quick, if you think Smalls is correct, uh, the Skins are actually plus 125 to win the NFC East, Birds plus 175 as of this morning. So, pretty good price if you think that the Birds are going to win the yeah. NFC
2: East. Uh, I do think, and then the NFC North, I think the Vikings are going to win that league. And yeah, not a hot pick. They're in first right now. They're at four and two. Uh, my thing with the Green Bay Packers, I've been on this, you know, uh, on this hill for a while now. I just think the Green Bay Packers lack a lot in defense uh, and then offensive help for Aaron Rodgers, and I just don't think they have what it takes uh, to win that division. Uh, And surprise, surprise, from the NFC South, I think the Panthers end up choking this way. I don't think the Panthers are very good, so I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I do think my surprise pick, uh, making the wild card, is going to be the Lions the Lions are going to come out of the NFC North uh at ten and six, and they are going to make the playoffs. Yep, Matt Patricia leads them all the way to the playoffs after that horrendous, horrendous first game. And then uh my final one, another surprise one. I have the Falcons calling their way all the way back and making the playoffs as well as the final wild card in the NFC South at nine and six. What are they seven.
1: right now? Four and three and four. Three,
2: three and four. four. They're th- three and they, four. Can they get and anybody you know, like,
1: who's not out for the season? Jarvis Jones, he can be he he can return. I, I really just got
2: convinced by big balls uh Dan Quinn <laughs> Dan on Dan Monday Dan night. Dan when Dan he took Dan. when when he took that field goal, my uh the media really brainwashed me, you know, who was on the call, uh, Jason Wynn and his, you know, his bright mind really Booger McFarlane going back and forth. The Bulls, he's got to kick that 53-yard field goal. And they made it to obviously. And I think that changes the season. That reminds me of the Eagles last year against the Giants. So that's what I'll say about
1: that. Wasn't that last, wasn't that week one last year, Smalls?
2: Week two was the Eagles-Giants. Um, okay. But it was it a big field goal it? to really change the game this this kept it at bay. I think they might end up. They might actually end up losing that game if uh, they miss the field goal. So,
0: or they just wouldn't have let the uh, Giants march down the field and give them the touchdown.
1: Hey, maybe Dan. Maybe Dan Quinn betted it at plus four and a half. We never know about stuff like that. Wow, you know? <laughs> well, then Sorry he far. had a really you're, bad beat.
0: You're- we we know he didn't have the over. <laughs>
1: That's true. <laughs> He's never. You see that guy on the sidelines. That's a guy who always bets the under. Like He wants the final score to be 7-3 to three in every game, which yeah, is why. I don't why.
0: think a lot of defensive coordinators like to bet over. No.
1: Dan Quinn, moron. Alright, Bart, your NFC playoff teams?
0: The Redskins come out of the East pretty easy. They already have a game and a half lead. They are not going to get swept by Philly. Philly's not going 6-0 in the division. I think Chicago comes out of the North, though. That That point is not looking great with how they've looked lately. The Saints in the South, the Rams in the West, and our wildcard teams. We are going with Carolina and Detroit. I can't believe I agree with Smalls, but.
1: Yeah, something about the Packers. I know there's like ESPN's kind of hyping it up because you need to hype Aaron Rodgers. The rest of their schedule is really, really, really difficult. Uh, They obviously, they have the Rams tonight, or I'm sorry, not tonight. They have the Rams this weekend, and then I think six of their next nine games are against teams with winning records or projected playoff teams. So it'd be interesting to see how good Aaron Rodgers is. I I like the Lions, too. Uh, I But this is, uh,
0: go ahead. I just think Minnesota's got a really tough schedule down the stretch. They could very well lose this week. Then home against Detroit at Chicago versus Green Bay at New England at Seattle. Like Seattle's not very good, but that's still not an easy place to play.
1: I mean, here's what we think. Here's what I think about the Lions. If if the Lions are actually going to be a team that can compete for a playoff spot, they have to win this week. Like, and it's not necessarily that they need to win because obviously they need as many wins as possible. But they play Seattle at home, Seattle coming off a bye. Like, if you can't beat Seattle at your place with the way Seattle plays defensively, you're probably not a playoff team. So we'll know right away on the Lions. All right, Smalls, back to you in the AFC quickly. Obviously, Chiefs uh, Chiefs, pats look like they're going to get in. And then I think, personally, I think the Chargers look likely to get in. I think they have five wins as well. So – your thoughts on the AFC teams? And again, you don't have to put the Chargers in if you don't think they're going to make it, or the Chiefs, whatever. But like I said, those three look pretty likely to make the playoffs. And then who else is making the playoffs in the AFC?
2: Well, I'm a big fan of the Chargers. I think this Philip Rivers year—it's uh, got to be his year. Uh, he might, you know, he might have 35 kids uh, in a couple years and have to retire, just based on on uh, based on that. So I actually think the Chargers are pretty good and they are going to make the playoffs. I Actually, think the Ravens are going to jump the Steelers in the AFC North and beat them out for that divisional, uh, you know, victory. So I got Char- Chargers as the wild card, uh, Ravens as the divisional winner, and I, I, you know, I said this last week. I think the Texans are really they've turned a corner. I can I like Bill O'Brien. Uh, Deshaun Watson's back in a rhythm. Uh, their defense is playing what, well. What I think the Texans,
0: the Texans won, but Deshaun Watson was
2: certainly not back in a rhythm. He well, he's, uh, Bart. Let me ask you something.
1: What's in the N- well? He was twelve for twenty-four with one hundred and sixty yards in, touch. in
2: the NFL. In the NFL, let me tell you something about the NFL. When you can win, how many games straight have the Texans won? I'll answer them my own question. They won four straight from 0-3. And, and that's a guy coming off a devastating injury for the first three games. He's figuring out how to lead his team. It's a little different. Just like I said with Carson Wentz last year, a guy can really lead his whole team and elevate the defensive side of the ball.
1: I, I never thought that we would see on this show that someone had to convince Bart that Deshaun Watson was the guy. That's like his guy. But yeah. here's the thing, Smalls. They beat the te- they beat the Colts at home, mm-hmm. right? They beat the Colts at at Indy with yep. a Colts team that had zero receivers. They beat the Cowboys at home in overtime. So back-to-back overtime wins, which Good. is somewhat lucky. Jason Garrett's a fucking idiot. They beat the Bills yep. at home by with Nathan Peterman. Any and given then they did Sunday, back the Jags. So now Dolphins, I mean they have a they have a pretty easy schedule too. I mean obviously. the Dolphins the legend.
2: Dolphins I I think the Dolphins finished. I think the Jets fin- finished ahead of the Dolphins. That's how much of a fraud I think the Dolphins are. Um so yeah.
1: Dol- I, yeah. So who All right, so hold on. Who are your playoff teams? Chiefs, Patriots, Chargers, Chiefs, Ravens,
2: Patriots, Chargers, Ravens, and then I have Texans, Texans and the Bengals. Winning the oh, okay. the second okay. spot in the AFC North. That's what, that's what it's going to come down to, baby. I, the Bengals, the the Red Rocket is back. He's slinging it. He's throwing picks. He's doing the right thing. I love big, it.
1: Big one for him. Big one for him this week to try to right the ship at home against famous Jameis. Bart, your uh, AFC playoff teams?
0: New England. Cincy to win the North. I guess the Titans to win the South. That division sucks. I think the Chargers are going to beat whoever wins that division in the wild card game. The Chiefs, the Chargers, are at the top wild card, and then Baltimore in the sixth spot.
1: No chance the Chargers can can uh, jump the Chiefs.
2: Uh, no, I don't think so. The Chargers are a team that is going to lose a minimum of five games, potentially six, and I don't think uh, this Chiefs team loses more than four. That's basic math. That's a little math equation for you.
1: Yeah, so the the Chargers, real quick. I mean, it has been a relatively easy schedule for them. Uh, obviously, they lost to the Chiefs, and they had to – that was in a that was a home game, so that stinks. They have to go to Arrowhead in December where nobody wins. But uh, at the Seahawks next week, at the Raiders, home for the Broncos, home for the Cardinals, at the Steelers, home for the Bengals, at the Chiefs. Yeah, they have a tough schedule. I think you're right. Five losses seems about right. Five or All six. All right, real quick, Smalls, we'll just – We'll just get into it real quick before it fades. Uh, your thoughts on the college basketball trial. Jury comes back and has a guilty verdict for all three guys, Jim Gatto, Merle Code, and uh, Christian Dawkins. Felt like we had to touch on this just a yeah. little bit just because we've talked about college basketball in the past. But your thoughts on on this being a guilty verdict and the jury somehow ruling that Adidas and these guys defrauded these universities. So
2: – that's that's really and like I'm glad you said it um because I would I would lose my mind here so I'm going to be pretty succinct in what I say to say these universities were defrauded um if anyone understands how you know uh, whether it's Adidas whether it's Nike or one of these big sneaker companies works the school benefits um from success and that's how the con- the contracts get renewed that's how TV contracts get um elevated to different amazing money levels and guess what that where that money goes that money goes to the schools so i don't really know how you can defraud that's really why guys the schools are in on this maybe not at like you know the academic level when people think about schools but schools are much like a big right a big town and all their they have these different departments that are small businesses and big businesses. The big business is the athletic programs of basketball and football. What generates revenue? Advertising dollars, but sponsorship dollars. That p- infuses a ton of money. That's how they get kids on campus. That's how they get applications and how do you win? How do you do that? You have to win. So all of this money that helps get these great players on campus and helps them win generates interest. It generates money from donors. It generates money from applications, from attendees, all these different revenue streams. And I will not go deep into that, but to say it's defrauding the university is absolutely insane.
1: It's, it, it's amazing. It's amazing how this case got framed. And again, this is a story for another podcast, but I, I did see something along the lines of like the prosecution saying that if the schools knew about these players being paid, that they would not have offered them scholarships, which is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Obviously none of this has to do with any sort of NCA investigation. So, you know, Bill Self and Rick Patino were the two guys deemed that, that, that people deemed new. About payments, so it'll be really interesting to hear what happens with Bill Self. Silvio De has already been pulled out of competition because it's pretty clear that he got paid. We know Billy Preston got paid, so it'll be interesting to see what happens when the dust clears. My guess is the NCAA is just not going to do anything. I, it's just that they, they can't touch a guy like Bill Self. So unless he resigns, but this is a criminal case, so they, they nothing's going to happen to Bill Self yet. Nothing's going to happen to Rick Pitino. This was only about Jim Gatto, Merle Code, and Christian Dawkins. We still do have the uh, cases with Book Richardson, Tony Bland, uh, Chuck Pearson and Lamont uh, Evans coming up later. I'm guessing those guys will take pleas now based on what happened with this. But I'm a little bit stunned as well, Smalls. It it seems absolutely insane that they would rule that schools were defrauded here in the sense that, like, this has gone on forever. That the judge, because it's a criminal case, the judge ruled a ton of stuff was not able to be used in, in court. So, like, you couldn't use Will Wade on a wiretap talking about Balls of caprifa. You couldn't use Curtis Townsend talking about what it was going to take to get Zion Williamson on campus. Which, again, I, I, they're they're looking at the schools as an entire entity. We are not, you know. I, I think it's really tough. They should have in jury selection tried to pick some people who sort of understood how the landscape worked. But I understand how the prosecution wouldn't want that. But we'll see what happens with sentencing. They get sentenced in March. But it's it's this this was one of the most dumbfounding things I've ever seen just in the sense that the feds just their their case was built on uh, the wrong uh notion of what college sports was so don't want to dive don't want to dive super far into that before we end the fades but I did want to touch on that a little bit and maybe you and I'll talk about it a little bit next week but just just absolute insanity in terms of these guys being the, the three most guilty guys in this and eventually someone was gonna have to go down but just yeah. stupid
2: yeah let's so stupid. we'll move it to next week for sure uh, because I got a, a couple more things to say but I think it, it's way better for next week to spend a good amount of time on it
1: all right, uh, Smalls, you start. Your your fades for the week? Yeah, uh,
2: my fades actually happened late last night, right before I went to bed. I had a change in fade, uh, much like a change in heart. I'm going to fade Merrill Hodge. Uh, Merrill Hodge? Yeah,
1: Merrill Hodge is an idiot.
2: Well, he just came out. I, I understand this book just came out. Maybe it crossed my wires a uh, just recently. I'm not sure. Came out so his
1: book Smalls. It's his book is called CTE. It's called Brainwash. It's called Brainwash. And it's called like the faulty yep. science behind CTE well, and the war on football the, or something. The
2: bad science behind CTE and the plot to destroy football. And really, Merrill Hodge has created uh, sub fades within this. Merrill Hodge is dope. Um, clearly, CTE is real. Science is real, and I I get what people say. It's not as like crazy as you know rampant or like it happens to everybody type of thing who plays football I get that argument and I'm not like totally poo-pooing that part but it created a series of really dumb people to come out like Susie Kolber making a comment that you have to read the book and that there's this big plot and war to destroy football and it's just Listen, it's not it's not really the case here. They're just trying to put measures in place to figure out how they can keep this gladiator, this like prehistoric sport. Um, from going and not suffering like huge damages. And
1: I, I don't know. You know, not to not to mention that Merrill Hodge won a, a lawsuit in uh,
2: 1994.
1: A lawsuit against yeah, oh, a doctor telling him how dangerous, a doctor telling him how dangerous concussions were. He got like one and a half million dollars for that.
2: So. And like, apparently Merrill Hodge doesn't, he does He he acknowledges that it's there, but he believes the media like blows it up to a certain point. That's really destroying football. I think the media is just blowing it up, so football changes a little bit.
1: (laughs) I was a bit surprised. I was a bit surprised at how many people, and I know that there is they were his coworkers at one point. I have no clue if merrill Hodge still works for. I don't know either. I, I mean, no edge NFL Sunday matchup with him and Jaws anymore, Smalls. But I, I thought it was a little odd how many people at ESPN. Came out and were like, you got to read this. This is very insightful, blah, 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 blah. Because, like, that's a dangerous stance to take against one of your biggest sponsors. I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe that was the reason why, like, because they're like, we need NFL ratings. I have no idea. This is a great fade. Merrill Hodge is an absolute dope. Um, mine this week, I got two. I'm going to start with Jim Beheim, who is just, you know, playing the role of the grouchy curmudgeon. Uh, Beheim quote uh, yesterday. I don't think we should ever compensate players. They can keep their meal money. Everybody says the coach makes this and the player's zero. The player is 17 years old. I've been working my whole life. There's a lot of 17-year-old kids that don't make money. This is the most insane quote I've ever seen. Uh, first of all, Jim, why don't you talk about how the car dealerships in Syracuse give your good players cars? So I get it. Syracuse is cold. but So Ooh. there's some compensation going on there or anything. Whether, whether or not there's just outright people being paid you know, again, Carmelo Anthony went to Syracuse, so can't can't really go with the hearsay, but Jim Beheim, like, just an absolute jackass. Like, you've been profiting off free labor for years. I understand that you work hard. I get it. There's no reason to think that like these kids don't deserve something for the amount of money that they bring in. There are not a lot of 17-year-old kids that carry as much weight as, you know, really good players do. I understand that he would say that it's the Syracuse name, but like, to be honest with you, again. Carmelo Anthony, like that's the most famous guy to go out of there. He's donated back to the school now. Like it's the Carmelo Anthony Center. Like, it, it this is a, just a joke. Like, you can't possibly think that because you've been working for a long time and kids have not been working for a long time, that they don't deserve to get paid. Like the way America works is if you're good at something, you should be able to get paid to do it. Jim Bayheim Jackass. The other real quick one I have, Kirk Herbstreet uh told Central Florida's athletic director Danny White, instead of sending out tweets to college game day that he should probably focus more on scheduling and that would get them into the college football playoff. Not in so many words, but I think it's pretty ridiculous when media members act like they don't understand how things like scheduling works. One, in football, as you guys know, you schedule games five, six, even eight years in advance. So Central Florida's schedule now, their non-conference has been set probably for a few years also, they're really good. No one is going to play them in a home-and-home home that, like, is a good pl- like place for them to play. They're, they're not going to – like, Clemson's not going to schedule – Clemson might schedule Central Florida, Bart, But, like, Alabama's not going to schedule Central Florida. <laughs> it's just not going to fucking happen. So, like, for Herb Street to get up there and act like this is something – this is the same shit. And he even used Boise State as an example. It was so hard for Boise State to get games. There's only a select few of Power 5 teams that will play a team like Boise State because if you lose right away and you go on the road, like – your season could be over, especially now with the college football playoff. There's only a, a few teams that can get in with one loss. So like, I just think it's it's not fair for Herb Street to say that. I definitely agree that it's that Central Florida's strength of schedule this year stinks, but like you can only beat who you play and I, and I feel like it's it's ridiculous for Herb Street to act like these guys could have scheduled a game 6 months ago against like Georgia and gotten it on the schedule. Like that's not how this works and and he knows it. So, a little bit disappointed in our guy Herbie in, in, in that regard. Bart, your fade this week?
0: All right. So, in the last two weeks on my own, I've bet 20 games, 16 winners. Of those four losses, two are on the same NFL team in back-to-back weeks. Who am I talking about, Tyler or Smalls?
1: The Giants.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not no, the Jags. Giants. No,
1: the Jags. The Jags. The, the Jags. They're get-right Jag- week, dude. Yes.
0: It is not the get right week. They seem dead in the water. They're talking about benching Blake Bortle, Bortles. He's going to play. He's going to start they this just week. Awful. He's-
1: yeah, he's gonna st- he's gonna start this week.
0: I know he's gonna start, but it's not good when you're talking about benching him for yeah, COVID. I agree, I totally agree with that.
1: The Jags, the Jags do look the Jags do look dead in the water. But if there's one thing that we we know that can get Blake Bortles right, it's a trip across the pond. He's the arguably the best quarterback ever in the history of London football. So, uh, real quick before we get into picks, Bart we got the two we got your new segment bart's get right game and get right player of the week and then i just want you to let the listener know how much money we've made the last three weeks like people were fading us and now if you're going with us you've made close to a thousand dollars so those two things bart and then we'll we'll run through picks real quick
0: yeah i had the number in front of me i lost in the last two weeks i believe we're up or three weeks rather i believe we're up 940 bucks you'd be getting about Eighteen, nineteen percent back on your money if you're just betting every single game. You should probably throw a few of your own picks in there too, because got to get some of your own action.
1: So we're twenty-seven, twenty-seven, sixteen, and two in the last three weeks. So that's hot. Don't see a reason why that would slow I down. I see zero. I really don't. I mean, I'm feeling good. I mean, I actually think the spread this this week was a was an annoying slate of this games be, when I was looking at it.
0: This could be a it. tough week for smalls, just because no buffalo no temple <laughs> to fade we know he's got the eagles minus three in london i'm just going to put that one down for smalls right now
1: he's definitely lo- he's definitely losing yeah money in temple by the way oh buffalo, yeah he's printing money buffalo smalls is roi like five on and buffalo's
2: in one
1: five and one temple's and like one, crypto man buffalo, but temple, he's losing money temple
2: like dangled dangled it out earlier i was like this team's like awful 2008
0: 2018 crypto <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, he meant, he meant Kryptonite. Uh, not, uh, no, not temples, I like, meant Or maybe Temple's curtsy. a little bit like... Temple's Ripple. They, 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 temples, yeah. temple's Ripple.
2: Yeah. They, just, they looked like a great bet in the beginning of the year. Um, I would bet against them, and now they're, fucking, they're, they're the worst bet. They're the worst investment.
0: Lighting your money on fire.
1: Uh, all right, Bart, you got to get-right player and get-right game of the week, or you're 0-2 on those, <laughs> and so we're not doing them until you get a better feel.
0: We'll we'll get to those in my picks.
1: All right, uh, who starts? Smalls. You yeah. started last week, right? Yeah,
2: I did. I'm
1: lead us off. High OBP, yeah, baby. Gonna, get us on base. This- oh wait, hold on. Sorry, I, I'm a I'm a terrible I'm a terrible host as always. Uh, lines are all sponsored by BetOnline.ag. Head over there for this weekend World Series. Uh, you got college football. You got NFL football. Use the promo code Podcast One for fifty percent sign up bonus. P O D C A S T O N E. Podcast One, fifty percent sign up bonus. Now, small. Sorry about that. Your, no, that's uh, great.
2: I'm um, taking a look at BetOnline.ag right now, and I'm about to uh, I'm about to do something I never thought I'd do. Um, you know, pick with my brain here.
0: Are you taking the job
2: I'm I'm not. I'm going to college football, and I'm taking uh, Penn State at home, uh, minus six and a half. Uh, If we're talking about get rights, uh, I think this is a get right game for Penn State. I know Iowa typically typically plays them close, but Iowa on the road against Penn State, I think Penn State really has a breakout game. Um, Everybody's boy Trace McSorley dominates, and they win this game by 17. So minus six and a half, I'm taking Penn State.
1: One thing I like about that is there's a lot of experts picking Iowa, and I like to go against experts sometimes. Uh, I, I do think that – I read in an article that they thought Penn State's opportunity to get right game was last week against Iowa, and they nearly blew it. But weird line, it's a three thirty game. Probably would like a lot more if it was a night game. But uh, my first one, we're going back to our guy, Lincoln Riley. We got Oklahoma and Kansas State over 64. Uh, they have not allowed a power five team to score less than 21 points on the season. If that happens, even though Kansas State is very bad on offense, uh, we will cover with ease. But I think Oklahoma scoring 52 to 56, and all we need is 10 from Kansas State. So we're going to take the over of 64 in Oklahoma, Kansas State. That's in uh, Oklahoma as well in Norman. So feel even better about that, Bart.
0: I'm going to the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Luckily, they are in London. So I will be taking Georgia minus 6.5 against Florida in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. They've been thinking about getting the beat down from LSU for two weeks. I think if you're going to make me say this is their get-right game, I don't think Florida is that good. I think Georgia wins by two scores
2: or more.
1: I'm going to jump in real quick, Smalls, because I also have that game, and I wrote Get Right Game on my... Uh,
2: we love Get Right Games.
1: Unless yeah, it's I, So I it,
0: then we hate this game.
1: Uh, but yeah, down it, it was seven, now down to six and a half. I, I, I agree. I think the issue... I think they took the bye week and, and kind of figured out a little bit more on offense with Fromm and Justin Fields, and... Sure, up the run, D. I just there's no way Florida's running for 250 yards like LSU did. So feel like this is a little bit of an overreaction. But yeah, I like Georgia minus six and a half as well.
2: Smalls. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the over. Uh, the over in the Pittsburgh Duke game. Duke is at Pittsburgh. The over under is 46. Uh, a little low. I I think if you look at the numbers for that game. Um, I realize weather might be a factor at Pittsburgh, but I think these teams actually put up some points because they both suck on defense. Um, so I'm thinking it's going to be like 31-21, and we're going to hit the 52, and that's going to be over the 46. How,
1: how amazing is it that David Cutcliffe has gotten Duke to a situation where they can be road favorites over somebody? I mean, it's like a, it's like incredible the, what a good coach David that, Cutcliffe That's
2: is. really remarkable. Yeah. It really is. Uh,
1: Bart, your your second pick since I gave Georgia.
0: The Giants played Monday night, so they've got a short week. They suck. Eli sucks. (sighs) They can't block for him. Give me the (sighs) Redskins laying a point on the road in New York. This just if the Redskins win Sunday, it's their division. If they lose, they're a joke, and I'll never bet on them ever again. Alex Smith is not Kirk Cousins. This is a game Alex Smith will win.
1: That's I, I think <laughs> so, that too. We argued we argued with our buddy Brad for a long time about this with the Kirk versus Smitty. But like this is a game Smitty wins. Also the Giants trade Damon Harrison, so the run D should be a little worse. They trade Eli Apple. That apparently that's going to improve their that past might game. help the
0: sure pasty.
1: not 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 sure how to grade cornerbacks anymore, but. Looks like the Giants are kind of washing their hands of of things and playing the young guys. Like, if the Skins are actually an okay team, you cannot lose this game. Uh, Smalls, your third one?
2: Yeah, my third one, I'm taking the NFL. I'm taking the Bears, uh, minus seven and a half against the Jets. Uh, you know,
1: I think it's, sorry to do I think this – the- I think it's seven. Did it it, it raise? No, it's seven and a half. Wow. Okay. Seven and a
2: half. Um, Betonline.ag, betonline.ag, seven and a half. The Bears, here's the thing, and I hate to do this to my boy. Sam Darnold is going to have a tough go around. I'm thinking, you know, a pick six or two for Sammy D at get field. right
0: game for the Bears defense? A
2: get right.
1: Yeah. Game. It's a lot of get right, get right, get right, right game. games.
2: Thank you, Bart. Oh, that's perfect, Bart. I appreciate that. It is a get right game for the Bears, for Trubisky. They need a W. I just, I do not think the Jets are very good. Um, but I think the Jets are better than the Dolphins. But minus seven and a half, to the Bulls. Todd Bears.
1: Bowles might be actually an okay coach. They they have a terrible roster, but those guys play really hard for him. He's a temple guy. Like everybody thinks he's an idiot, but like somehow the Jets are in Most I mean, they got blasted last week, but somehow the Jets beat teams they're supposed to beat. So yeah. I'm going to yeah. die. I'm going to stay in college. That's what I know. Uh, I'm going to take you to a little conference called Conference USA and we're going to take Florida International minus three and a half at Western Kentucky. FIU's five and two. Western Kentucky's one and six. Western Kentucky bottom ten offense, and Western Kentucky's defense is terrible against the run, which is what FIU wants to do, top 50 rushing offense. They run it 38 times a game. FIU's been good limiting the pass, and they struggle versus the run, but what does Western Kentucky not do? Run the ball 112th in rushing offense. I think this is just a bad matchup. I don't think either of these teams are particularly good. I don't think really – We should be picking any Conference USA teams as road favorites other than this. Like I just think it's a terrible matchup. I think FIU wins by 10 or more. Uh, So FIU minus 3.5 at Western Kentucky. We went down the rabbit hole for good matchups there, guys. So, Bart, your third one?
0: My last pick, picking against a bad team, trading away its players at the deadline. Who am I picking against this time? Another team trading away its players players also seem like they're kind of quitting on their coach, quitting and on their, their quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Colts minus three on the road in Oakland. Easy. This is our cake game of the week.
1: That one's crazy because like the Colts are, what are the Colts, two and five? But it feels like they're getting everyone healthy. They're starting to play a little bit better. Like I don't the think they're that
0: good, but they're not talking about how much they mm-hmm. hate their quarterback and their coach.
1: Well, their quarterback's also not a crybaby Bart. He separated his shoulder and he he didn't cry about it. He just didn't play for a year and a half. All right, Smalls, your fourth pick.
2: Yeah, I'm taking the Browns on the road, getting eight and a half points against the Steelers. Um, it's a lot of points, in my opinion. Uh it's you know, it's people are just saying, like, oh, the Steelers, you know, the first game tie, they're really rolling now, they're at home, they're gonna destroy the Browns. Browns are going to keep this one close. I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you that they're going to keep this game close and it's going to be within a field goal. It might be even tie again, which covers the eight and a half points. I, you got to take You got to take this game uh, with the Browns and Baker Mayfield just firing it down the field in the cold tundra.
1: It, it might be smart to just bet on the Browns every week. They get a lot of points because it just feels like with Hugh Jackson, like it's just a close game and then they screw things up. Yeah, it's just a heart. Yeah. Pull, pull out your heart and stomp on it. One thing that concerns me, Smalls, allegedly Hugh Jackson is taking away some of the play-calling duties from Todd Haley. I'm not sure that we want Hugh Jackson making more in-game decisions, so that's a little bit concerning, but seems like a lot of it. Like The Browns are just not that bad. Like they're, they, they just stink at the end of games, so like they probably lose by seven. Like they're driving down the field and some and Todd Haley – or Hugh like kneels the ball or something and, and was like, oh, man, man. I didn't think he could score like that. You know what I mean? Like it's just so sort of stupid. Yeah. Gets uh, lost
2: in his play sheet and caused the kneel down option.
1: Hits, hits X too many times and Baker just <laughs> – so dumb. All right, last one in college for me, taking a night game. All right, guys, this is one you got to stay up for. We have Fresno State, and we are laying another big number. We're going to lay Fresno State minus 24 at home against Hawaii. Fresno, best defensive team in the country, one of the more underrated teams in the country, 15th in simple rating system. Hawaii's really overrated. They've played the third easiest schedule in the country. They are coming off a blowout loss in Conference to Nevada and a three-point win over Conference doormat Wyoming. Fresno allowed three points to each of those teams. I really think Hawaii's offense, which is pretty good, hasn't really seen a defense like this this year. I think Fresno wins thirty five to ten at home. take the minus twenty four even though it seems like a big spread and stay up till ten thirty and watch the game. Bart
0: I just remembered my other fade it It's gonna have something to do with uh this game. Our pick is gonna be the Chiefs Broncos over fifty three and a half. I'm fading any von Miller related parties.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he gets in trouble for that, but it's Vaughn. trouble. Well he lost his Kelly, man. Yeah, he just got waived. He got waved Yeah,
2: he's done. So, Vaughn Miller out, invites you now, to a
0: party. As fun as it sounds, just say no.
2: Kevin Hogan is now the backup for the Denver Broncos, the primary backup. That kid from Stanford is the primary backup for Case Keenum. That might – never mind. That won't be the worst QB combination. He was the
0: Reds third stringer all preseason. When they cut him, someone claimed him. I forget who. So he's been on a roster all year.
2: I I know. He stinks. I'm telling you, he stinks. He started games for the Browns last year, didn't he?
1: Nobody. Uh, knows. I, I
2: yeah. He might. I think he did. I think you're actually right. All right. So,
1: your last. Um, your last pick, Smalls.
2: Yeah. Um. See, I gotta and like I know this is Billy really minus three. No,
1: actually, actually not. Yeah, he's picking the Pats. It's, Atlanta. Hope. Oh, uh,
2: that is Tyler. You are good. I like New England. I know it's a huge spread. I know it's 14 points. It's the the largest road favorite New England's ever been. I think uh as a road favorite um in the last 5 years. Uh New England's 5 and 1 against the spread in the last 5 games when playing on the road against Buffalo. So 5 and 1 against Buffalo on the road That's against impressive. the spread. They, they're 5 and 1 in the last 5. 6. <laughs> there we and, go. Well no, I said 6. Did you not listen? I, I said 6. You, I thought you said 5. Yeah, you, you two aren't listening cuz it's early, but it's 5 and 1. Uh, the last six on the road against Buffalo and then 15 and five against the spread in the last 20 games on the road. Uh, I like I'm playing against the spread. I like the odds here. I think it's a huge point total, but Buffalo is finished. They're over. New England defense isn't very good, but they're good enough to dominate Buffalo. Shady McCoy has quit. He has given up. He is at the point of no comeback. This team is awful. New England Patriots dominate 42 to 6.
1: Do you think we should mail Shady McCoy a copy of Merrill Hodge's book so he'll he'll try to play this weekend? He's still in concussion protocol or whatever. So Yeah. He's a bitch. I mean, I think the easiest thing to say is that,
0: that you seemed pretty back in on uh, LaShawn McCoy when the Eagles were possibly trading for him.
2: I actually wasn't. I was the one, I was one person who said absolutely, positively, do not bring back Shady McCoy. That would be a terrible deal. The contract's bad and the player is bad. He brings bad vibes. I would never, ever be on Shady McCoy's side. Thank
1: you. Yeah, he, he actually has the highest cap hit in the uh, NFL this year for a running back. For a running back base salary six point three million. Uh, you could have just said that the Bills' quarterbacks Derek Anderson, and then it would have been fine to take a two touchdown favorite. Right? <laughs> uh, the last one for me. I'm just, again like I I, I kind of believe in exactly what you guys were saying with the Lions. I'm going to take the Lions minus three at home against the Seahawks. I know my guy Dangerous is coming off a buy. They just can't throw the ball really, or I'm sorry, they can't defend against the pass. They both teams have started to run the ball a little bit more. I do think this is going to be a pretty close game, but. The Seahawks in the past have been pretty good as a West Coast team coming east. But again, this is a different unit. They're really banged up. They can't protect Russ. I just feel like the Lions should win this game. And and it feels like 21-17 or 21-16 or something like that. I'm excited for On Johnson. But I'm going to take the Lions minus three. Although I do think Pats minus 14 is the one that, like, you just look at that game and it's just going to be 31-7 or something. But, uh, yeah, Lions minus three is my fifth just because I always feel like I have to pick an NFL game. One other NCA game, if you guys are really looking to degen it off this weekend, UConn and UMass, Three of the two of the three worst defenses in the country. Their over-under is 70. UMass has been putting up a ton of points. UConn hasn't allowed less than 38 in the last couple of weeks. So if you think that's 38 to 35, take the over in UMass and UConn and just have fun watching two terrible teams be unable to stop each other. Bart, your last one.
0: Revenge game of the week. The Saints go into Minnesota, get the job done. Saints in a pick'em.
1: Yeah, I think that spreads low. You, you don't like. It seems weird. It's a pick'em. Me they too.
2: Just, Me they,
1: too. Vegas must think that people are just going to hammer the Saints if it was like Saints plus three. But it feels like the Vikings have gotten right.
2: They they've gotten it right. They've turned a corner. Adam I'm Thielen is
1: electric. Not. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the Saints. Going to Baltimore and winning on the road is pretty good. The other one I thought was pretty interesting is somehow Baltimore's a road favorite in Carolina. That seems totally wild. But, again, I don't know. Can't really bet on Cam Newton a ton. Uh, let's recap our picks. Smalls, you start. Your, your five?
2: Uh Yeah, my my five. Yeah. Uh... Totally. I didn't write them down this time, so forgive me for uh, stuttering here. Uh, I got to go to the NCA. I'm taking Penn State minus six and a half. I'm taking the over in the Pittsburgh-Duke game, which is at 46. Uh, I know I just took a bunch of NFL uh, teams as well. You can see I am stalling, so I took New England minus minus four team, road favorite on Monday night against the Bills. And as I scan my uh, copy here, I also took the Bears, the Bears minus seven and a half uh, at home against the Jets. And then I took my only, you know, only dog in the NFL. I took the Browns on the road getting eight and a half points against the Steelers.
1: I've got Oklahoma and Kansas State over 64. I've got Georgia minus six and a half in Jacksonville against Florida. I've got Fresno State minus 24 at home against Hawaii, and I've got FAU minus 30.5 at Western Kentucky, and then one NFL pick, as I always do. I've got the Lions minus three at home against the Seattle Seahawks. Bart, your five?
0: Georgia minus six and a half. The Redskins minus one. The Colts minus three. The Chiefs and Broncos over fifty three and a half and the Saints in a pick'em. This is going to be Wayne week in row number four for myself and all
1: right. That is it for winners this week. A little couple housekeeping things. Our guy Johnny Bray, who's leading the Pick'em contest, uh fired off a four and one last week as well, but still nobody with a five and a week. So send us your five picks. If you uh like if if you send it to me and you get a five and a week, we will send you a koozie. Just make sure you send your address. Same deal. Uh, Obviously, ratings and reviews really help the show. If we can get more sponsors, we can try to do some live stuff, get Bart back down here, get me and Smalls together with some beers. So if you leave us a five-star rating and then leave a review and send it to me, we will uh, send you a koozie as well. So you don't even need to make picks if you don't like fun. Uh, I'm on the Underdog NBA, which airs on Thursdays with Zandrick Ellison. So be sure to check that out. Also, we will be back next week on Create Your Shot with, I believe, Serge Clement, who is an assistant embarrassed. Really good story there. So, as always, thanks for listening, and I hope you guys pick big time winners this weekend, and we will be back on Tuesday.